Welcome to the True and Woke Podcast. We're your hosts, Chandra Riley and Nikki Kilburn. We hold conversations with people from marginalized communities that will inspire you to connect with their purpose. This conversation is about gender and identity with 11-year-old Edie Green. Let's dive in. Hi, I'm here with Nikki and Edie, and we're here to talk about gender and identity. So, um, Edie, why does gender matter? Honestly, I don't think gender does matter. I think we should all be able to live in a world where we can not be confined to one particular gender, but be able to explore multiple options or be all genders. Well, I think that, like, I agree with Edie. Um, Like, I think that you're right, that we should be able to be free to express ourselves and our genders however we want to. And uh, I also think that, like, gender is important to how we choose to identify with ourselves, like how we see ourselves. We need to be free to be able to express that. So you're right that it shouldn't matter, that there shouldn't be any judgment. At the same time, it's so important that we're able to be who we want to be and we respect each other's choices and even if it's not our own choice or maybe we might struggle to understand it does that make sense to you yes what do you think about that then i totally agree with that and i agree that if you want to express yourself through a gender then i completely support that in that decision but i honestly think that everyone should just be no gender and just continue living life doing whatever they would like to do regardless of whatever gender they are yeah so do you think that like we shouldn't have names for gender then like uh, I don't think non-binary we should, I don't or... I don't think we should have any of those. I think we should just have gender and that's what everyone could be and they can act however they want. They can have whatever length of hair they'd like. They can be tall or short or whatever they'd like to be, but it doesn't matter about their gender. Okay. Gender is a way to be able to understand well, at first it was a way to understand the biological sexes, male and female, and that's how one would reproduce. But then going through the ages, people began to feel they didn't suit either one of the classes or maybe they fitted both classes. And they could be non-binary or intersex or any of the things that they wanted to be. Um, but it's gotten incredibly complicated. So I think there should just be one gender, which can everyone could be it, regardless on of their biological sex or how they feel. They could just act and be and do whatever they would like. So one gender or no gender? Do you think we have different needs, though? Like, do you think that we need to have, like, places where we can go, where we feel the connection to other people that identify as trans for example or for women or for men like that shared experience because of the way that society is because what you just described is like historically that we've had these um we've got sex gender and then we've had like the social roles and identification of who we are and that definitely like connects to how we experience our lives Mm -hmm. so do you think we need to have like these kind of not to have, sorry, these spaces where we can express that, express our life as a woman or as a girl or... No, I think we should still have these spaces, but I don't think they should be about gender. They should be about what you've done and who you would like to be rather than just your gender. 
Loving this podcast? Go to session notes for links to our blog, website and socials. Thanks for listening. So how do you identify ED? I am a woman. Um, you're a woman or you're a girl? Well, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way you said I'm a woman. That's awesome. <laughs> um, that is just my biological sex. When I'm older, maybe when I've gone through puberty, I might decide to be a man. Maybe I'll be trans. Maybe I'll be non-binary. Maybe I'll be intersex. I've got a whole load of opportunities and options that I could become, whether or not I feel that that truly fits me. But I honestly think you shouldn't have these amazing options. I think you should just have one option and you could just be yourself. Okay. Do you think that, like, you... Like, do you have any experiences that are specific to being a girl? Do you feel like you identify with what it feels like to be a girl? Well, for me, honestly, just now, it's just my biological sex because I don't feel like I have to be confined to one gender, but I do think my sex is female because my sex is female. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing that, like, you're non-binary? Maybe. I... I haven't well, you're, decided you're yet. Not, you're not he or she, you're like, you're... you're I'm, I'm them, I guess. You're them, you're them and they, yeah. Because a couple of months ago, I had this very big, I guess, weight on my shoulders that I placed there to try and decide what gender I was. And then I realised I probably shouldn't decide this yet. So I'm just kind of putting this off until I know. Do you feel sure until you've explored that? That's really smart. That's so smart, and I can understand how it could feel like quite a lot of pressure like do you feel like for your generation that there is quite a lot of pressure around sort of around gender and identity I honestly don't know if it's just me or other people because I haven't really talked to anyone else my age about this kind of thing for a while I was like am I straight am I bi am I gay I was just like I don't know what I am I don't really care about gender I care about the person yeah you fall in love with the person yeah and that sounds very beautiful and liberating and to have that choice and that freedom and understanding when how old are you i'm 11 when you're 11 and it's like you said like you said a couple of times that you, you know you haven't gone through puberty yet but you're definitely about to aren't you Go so. start to reach that experience and that's when we start to have these sexual feelings isn't it and and these realizations yeah who you are yeah exactly and you know our bodies are changing as well so it's so it makes me feel really comforted for you that you feel that you know that that brings me to your peers like your classmates and your friends um do you think how do they feel about gender expression and gender identity? And is it accepted or is it a bit still old-fashioned? I honestly don't really know how to answer that question because the people, say, in my class, they have quite often thrown around the word gay or other words for genders as an insult. But I don't think they actually understand it. I think we need to be taught these things in school so that they can understand to be more accepting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I've had quite a lot of instances of me being excluded from boys' games because of the fact that I am a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, again, I've been excluded from quite a lot of girls' games because of the fact that I act more like a boy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. You don't really know which way to turn. So I think it's kind of the imprint from our elders, the people that have kind of brought us into this world. Maybe not our parents, maybe our parents' parents. They 
they've just been, they don't really understand it. Again, I, I think they need to be taught what this means. Yeah. yeah, I think definitely from my generation, it, you know, wasn't a normal, for lack of a better word, thing to be queer. And people were teased because of it. And one of my very, very dear friends was uh, beat up because of it. And, um, yeah, I think... I think it is. It's like a multi-generational ideal of what male and female are and what, how you should be acting and how you should be behaving. And it makes me sad that it's actually still trickling down into your generation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And who's excluding you, Edie? Well, probably can't name names. But or... No, I mean that. I don't know that. I just mean, is it like... Are the young people, your peers, that are excluding you or is it, like, adults that are excluding you? Well, I've had no problems with adults, but I don't really talk to adults about this kind of thing. So I mean, I talk to my parents and stuff. Um, But actually, no, my classmates have actually been amazingly good for the past couple of years. I think they've grown to understand it more. But I think when I was in P1, if I told them, oh, yeah, I don't have a gender, they'd be like... Ha ha, genderless or something like that. They yeah, wouldn't be yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's interesting, isn't it? Because what you're saying is, is like through, like talking to your peers and helping them to understand that they are able to respect you and see you and relate to your experience. And it's through, like you said, like there needs to be more education in schools and. Um, yeah, so things are better now. Like, there's more understanding now than there was when you were younger. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Um, and I think it's quite interesting what you were saying, Chandra, as well, is, like, that level of um, not understanding and then how that can create prejudice because that's what it is, even if it's just, like, really little children that are saying, eh, genderless, it's, like, you know, or gay, you know, maybe they don't know, they don't understand fully what they're saying, but it is learnt behaviour. It's come from somewhere. It is. It's that imprint. I love the way that you said that. But personally, I haven't experienced any hate for it, mm. at least not recently. Um, and, well, I don't go around broadcasting it, but I think it is because of the fact that they've got more understanding, more, they've developed to become used to it. And I think some of them were making decisions of their own now. Earlier when you were talking about, you know, um, that you, at the very beginning and you said that, like, you, your vision, your utopia is that we live in this genderless society. Like, that was, like, really weird for me because I grew up in such a gendered society. Anybody who wasn't gender normative... Mm-hmm. Um, and straight sexually had to hide it mm-hmm. you know or you or, or you expressed it and you were outcast uh-huh. and then you were like part of the weirdo group well I had a an uncle my uncle Fred who was gay and he unfortunately died of AIDS in 1987 um and one of the things that people in my family used to say, well, you know, 
He may have been gay, but at least he believed that a man should dress like a man and that a woman should dress like a woman. Mm -hmm. So it was like, there's all these different layers, isn't there? There's the sexuality and then there's the gender identity and the, and the expectations that are placed on people when it comes to gender, regardless yeah. of their sexuality. But I think that's changed a lot in recent years, um, particularly with um, uh, the people that like yourself who are like, you know, this gender thing's a bit constricted and I'm just going to figure out who I am. How does it make you feel when our generation is like male or female and that is it? Well, honestly, my family and even my parents' parents have always been incredibly welcoming, but I still have a shyness towards them. It's a bit like I don't think I can tell them about these things because it's still strange for them. It's it's weird because of how new it is. I mean, this has only really appeared in very recent years. I, I don't think they've been given enough time to adjust. I mean, I'm not saying that any behaviour that they may have done towards oh, male or female, that's it, you can't have any of these new ideas, is okay. But I'm saying you can't really blame, well, you can't blame them, but they need to be properly educated about this because they don't really know anything. They're oblivious to it. Mm. Yeah. And how does that make you feel? Well... Well, at first it's a bit like, can you just be supportive about this? And then it's a bit like, like, you need to learn. You need to learn what this is. Yeah. Also, I think that it's really positive that you feel that you can talk about it. But historically, like, if a child would have expressed themselves like that, then they would have been termed as being mentally unstable, I think. Mm -hmm. Majority of the time. Yeah. Um... And I think that's a reflection of how far we've come. That, and also a wonderful thing that you have now the language to articulate yourself because that's very new as well, isn't it? You know, this language mm -hmm. has, has grown over, over the last years. And I think that that's what's really missing because as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh, that would have been really nice to explore when I was younger. I would have quite enjoyed that journey. I didn't have a choice, but when I started to feel different types of feelings, it was very much a kind of awareness of like, whoa, you're kind of going away out somewhere and you might be bullied and you're brown, so you want to be more weird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're already weird. <laughs> you're already excluded. Do you want to be even more excluded? I haven't known any other way because there wasn't a choice. Yeah. I still identify as a woman, though. Hi, it's Chandra here. If you're enjoying this podcast and you don't want to miss a conversation, please subscribe. Thanks for listening. What can we do better? I think everyone can be accepting. I think that is the easiest way to move this forward and help the LGBTQ community to help us evolve into something new, to help everyone understand what it is. Well, it's not going anywhere, is it? Mm. I think that's one of the most important things, like fighting against it. I think historically there's been this sort of like constant fight towards um, equality and understanding what that means for each and every person. And mm. I think it's really, really important that we create safe spaces for everybody, however they choose to 
identify and we and the more that we have different ways of people identifying and expressing themselves the more we need to think about everybody's needs um do you think we we need to have like still more education in schools i definitely agree we had one lgbtq lesson in the last seven years and honestly i think we learned nothing we were taught about the girl and boy stereotypes which is good because it's telling us that you can be what you'd like to be and you don't need to be tied down to these stereotypical actions but I feel as though maybe not everyone knew that but I felt as though we could have learned more in that lesson rather than the fact that girls don't need to bake and boys don't need to always play football (laughs) because I feel like everyone kind of knows that now. Yeah we get that we're good with that (laughs) I think it's like looking at it from the other perspective like what is the experience of you know being um, a trans young person, non-binary, pansexual, you know, exploring what these different thoughts and feelings are that you may be having when you're young and making them okay. And maybe mm. get, would it be helpful, like, to actually have ways of talking about it? I'm going to now thank you, Edie, for joining us because it has been a really wonderful conversation. It's great for me as well. Good I think we've learned something. I certainly have. And what I'm hearing is that we need stories. We need education. We need more visibility from when you guys are younger, from when people are younger, so that you can be comfortable to be exactly who you want to be and who you are. Be you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And that's all right. And it's absolutely normal to be going through all of those different stages and exploring those different ways that you want to express yourself and Mm -hmm. identify with yourself because that's part of growing up isn't it yeah and how wonderful that you have all these things to explore i wish i was little again and i could go back and do it all again (laughs) me too you know i know that i'd be even more weird than i was back then and i'd be loving it (laughs) i love weird (laughs) yeah but i i think that that's actually it i would take away the word weird and I would allow myself to be more myself mm-hmm. and yes. not call myself weird or a freak or a weirdo you could just be you just be me just be me excellent thank you Edie thank you Edie thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Druined Woke or on our Facebook page, Druined Woke. Links to resources mentioned in this episode are available in the show notes. Special thanks to AJIT and Matt Elliott Music. Druined Woke is a community interest company based in Scotland. This episode is funded by the National Lottery Awards for All. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon.